Warning, this program is intended for adults only. What you're about to listen to contains explicit language, sexual topics, and don't be surprised if you get wet. You've just tuned in to Pussy Boss with your host, Victoria Lynn. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria Lynn, and you've just tuned into another mini episode of Random Pussy, and i like to introduce my next guest. Please introduce yourself, gorgeous. Hi, I am Crystal Palace. Uh, I also am known as Chris P. Tender. Ooh, I love that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a drag performer. I do drag queen and drag king. So. Oh, you do both. Yeah, so I've got an alter ego. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So which is your favorite, drag queen or drag king? Uh, it's honestly... It's like comparing apples and oranges because when I'm performing as a queen, like uh-huh. the feel and the vibe is just completely different from when I'm performing as a king. It's like, yeah, I mean, well, we're either. definitely going to get more into that because, you know, I actually was just introduced to the whole idea of drag kings, which oh, okay. I love. Yeah. Like I was like, I had no idea because I've always loved queens. You know, I've mm-hmm. always loved kind of just the performance aspect of it. I've always been into burlesque everything like that. Yeah. How did you um, kind of start? Like, where? What, 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 is there something in your childhood that you love to dance or? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I came out of the womb performing, basically. Okay. Like, <laughs> I've always wanted to be in the spotlight. Um, and drag is something that I was always interested in. As, like, as a kid, I saw Rocky Horror oh. and Tu Wong Fu and, uh, and CoverGirl came out, I think, when I was like, I don't know, like four or five. Yeah. And I just remember like being introduced to the idea of drag queens at a very young age and being fascinated. Um, and then uh, wishing I could be a gay man so I could <laughs> be a drag queen <laughs> because I thought I wasn't quote unquote allowed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, watching... Can you, I'm sorry, not yeah. to, but can you explain to people why you thought you were not quote unquote allowed? Because right. I can't see you. Yeah, obviously. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> So I was born female. I identify as non-binary, um, but I, I which is which is it's under the transgender umbrella. It's okay. People who don't identify with male or female. It's, okay. Um, it, you know, it's kind of hard for people to wrap their heads around. Like I find myself trying to explain it a lot, and it's yeah. kind of either sort of get it or, or you, you don't. don't. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me in a way of like when I I had a an interview with somebody who was queer mm-hmm. and just the way that she made me say like it doesn't matter about what gender she dates mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of I mean get and tell me if I'm wrong but I feel like it's kind of the same like why I mean it doesn't matter what gender it's whatever mm-hmm. you feel your preference how right. you feel inside yeah and why is a genitalia what defines us mm-hmm. that's exactly how I feel that's totally right yeah um, you know I I am uh, in my daily life when I'm out of drag I am still definitely read as female. Um, I try to be as androgynous as possible. Surgeries and things like that are kind of, they freak me out. And yeah. uh, the couple times I've had to go through surgeries, like I just woke up feeling like really sick and yada mm-hmm, yada. Mm-hmm. And I'm at this place in my, in my life in terms of like my identity where I'm like, why do I feel like I need to medically alter my body for my transgender identity to be yeah, valid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm at a point where it's like, well, I don't think I should have to medically transition. It's unfortunate that people see me and they don't see what I see. Yeah. Um, so I am still, you know, even though I identify as non-binary and, you know, uh, identify with the trans experience in, in certain regards, um, I still also identify with the female experience because yeah. people treat me like a woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that comes up in the drag community a lot, actually. Like, <laughs> going back to the thing of feeling like I'm not allowed, you know, yeah. you see shows like Drag Race and it's, 
you know, it's, it's just now like opening it up to trans women and it's still like, well, you know, not like fully transitioned trans women can be on this show, which is like ridiculous. And it, it just, I feel like it invalidates people's identities, both trans and non-binary, like anything yeah. like that. It's, it just, it feels like a very big invalidation to be like, well, we won't let women on the show unless they're trans and unless they haven't transition because yeah. to me that says that you don't respect their identity as women agree I think, and like i mean how many people who are listening to this podcast now think when you say transgender they automatically think only one thing right mm-hmm. because of what you said like of what we're deciding media decides on how they want to tell the story of mm-hmm. what trans means or what this community is about and i and i wonder so because you know like i know when um I think I guess it was when bi women started coming out more and mm-hmm. like they were kind of in a sense having trouble feeling the gay community like feeling embraced by the mm-hmm. gay community do you feel the same way because you're people are like well you're not this and you're not this so you're not us mm-hmm. yes um, even before I started doing drag I encountered a lot of misogyny in the gay community oh wow um, people asking me to leave bars, come back on lesbian night, things like that, like Hmm. grabbing me, touching my breasts, like just really, and this was in Boys Town in Chicago, which, and that just goes to show right there the fact that it's even called Boys Town. Yeah. Don't feel super welcome. I'd have to go all the way to like Wicker Park if I wanted to go to a dyke bar, you know, like, so, and then uh, in the drag community, there's like a lot of, a lot of people feel very protective as to like, who's allowed, quote unquote, and who shouldn't be doing drag. Yeah. Um, But luckily, I feel like that's shifting a lot, Um, especially when you have like people like Landon Sider, who's a drag king, and uh, Hollow Eve, who's a non-binary queen who was assigned female at birth. Um, They are both competing on Dragula right right now, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, So it's like the the tide is shifting, I feel like. But I still have people come up to me, like I I was at a bar in North Hollywood, I was performing, and a man came up to me, he uh, used to be a drag queen, like in the 90s, and he said to my face, he goes, "Um, well, you know, I usually hate bio queens, but you were really good. And I was like, yeah, it's like, come come with a positive, yeah, I hate that. Yeah, and I was like, and, and when you get down to it, when you ask, like, when you try to break down well why do you hate bio queens yeah and i i don't personally identify even as a bio queen because i just don't want my gender to be defined by my genitalia i think it's ridiculous and it's also this whole idea of like being biologically female is like what does that even mean (laughs) but Uh um uh so you know it's it's cool because Sorry, my contact is falling out. Oh, no, you're fine. Girl, I'm, I'm having an eye, eyelash yeah. problem. Oh, my contact lens just popped oh, out. No. Hold on, I can get her back in. All right, we got, uh-huh. we're going to take a quick break for a contact lens. <laughs> These are the real things that nobody's talking about, there too, is the amount, the amount of work that you understand goes into this. Yeah, well, that's the thing. When people are don't want women doing drag or people who were born female doing drag, mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I don't, I don't get it because I'm doing the same amount of work. I'm yeah. doing the makeup and the hair and the costumes and Well, you're the embracing performing. the community, yeah, which is what yeah. I think, you know, I was telling her before, Pussy Boss is meant to be a place that we can all come and talk freely about who we are, embrace who we are, stop hiding behind these walls. Because I think a lot of people don't have the confidence you do to be who you are. It's very hard, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, with just all this it's like it's easier to hide behind what society tells us is okay Mm -hmm. you know but the truth is is that i'm sure there's a lot of people who 
in our cross dressers even that would go to the you know to go to try drag but they don't because they're like well I can't let people know I have this good job or I have this or that do you find it um what's it like dating like and um, how and if you don't mind me asking like yeah. how do you date are you queer are you um I identify as bisexual okay. um I know a lot of people within the community are like you're non-binary like doesn't that isn't that kind of like a paradox to be bisexual which kind of implies this idea that it's only men and women but I do want to go on record and say that since the 90s bisexuals have identified saying we have the capability to be romantically and uh, sexually attracted to uh, more than one gender that's be it you know and people want to get into semantics about it and be like well you know, why don't you just identify as pansexual? Or, and I'm like, yeah. or queer. Yeah. Like, and I call myself queer all the time. Yeah. Um, I find uh, I, I'm I'm more attracted to the feminine. Uh, so I also I call myself a dyke all the time. I find a lot of empowerment in that yeah. word. It's been used against me many times in my life, and I find empowerment in calling myself one. <laughs> I, I get so. that. I mean, hey, my my show's called Pussy Balls. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I find empowerment in the world pussy. Like, what's so wrong? Yeah, like, totally. We're lucky. Yeah. So. And not. I mean, the period is a curse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know what? Yeah. That's when, when, dra when other queens say to you can't be there because you're a woman, you know what you say? I'm better because I have to come out still when I'm bleeding. I'm on the stage still with a yeah. tamp on it. Well, and we do also need to remember that our trans brothers menstruate as well. Do they? See, yeah, I have um, no idea. So when we talk about people, when we talk about things like periods, we yeah. also have to make sure that we're being inclusive of the non-binary and uh, non-binary community and the uh, trans male community. Because so, so can you yeah. define that a little bit more so that people can really understand what um, what are you? What is considered a trans male? A uh, trans male typically is somebody who was born female. So they were something that, um, a, a term that we kind of, I feel like I have to use a lot because there's still that differentiation mm -hmm. between like this, this quote unquote sexes, whatever. Like, it, it, I mean, everything is <laughs> shades of gray, but <laughs> we say assigned female at birth. Okay. So AFAB. Okay. And then people who are assigned male at birth, we say AMAB. AMAB. Okay. So, um, uh, when we talk about like, you know, right now, uh, hollow Eve brought up a discussion on the, on Dragula about a term that's really popular in the drag community, which is fishy. Okay. Um, and I think I saw that when I was looking around. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. Yeah. So it's the idea that vaginas smell like fish, <laughs> right? Okay. And so you look so much like a woman. You look like fishy. You look fish because ah, I can practically smell your I pussy. I see. I see. Which for me personally, I don't like that term. There's I a find lot of shame. Funny. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of shame though around vaginal odor. Yeah. And this conversation when it was brought up, like I was talking to other like I was talking to trans men who were like, I still worry about the odor of my vagina because of fish jokes when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I know that I was like, I mean, I don't want to be like, I was traumatized, but like, I mean, I've heard enough I jokes was. about vaginas smelling like fish yeah. and being compared to things like roast beef and anything like that. Yes. And so when we, when we talk about things that are like, especially in the drag community or when we talk about the trans community, things like that, like we do have to acknowledge that there are certain things that people who were born female experience that are different from things that people who were born male experience. Yeah. And so, you know, I... I always feel like it's kind of a 
walking a fine line lumping in trans men with cis women I feel like that's kind of like oof I don't want to do that but at the same time we do have vaginas and we do have uteruses that are being legislated against and you know and so when you're in a community where like a bunch of people are and at the same time also the other thing with the word fish is like you're saying oh you have to have a vagina to be a woman and that isn't true that's Mm -hmm. there it's just not and then you know as a non-binary person when I hear that too it's like you have a vagina you're a woman you're a woman you're a woman and it's like okay you know and I get it like it's it's been in the community for a long time people want to hold on to it I'm not going to go Just on, like gender roles. Everybody yeah. wants to hold on to what a man's supposed to be, what a woman's supposed to be. Exactly. Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's a constant thing. I feel like we're... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people just need to get the fuck over it and let people <laughs> live their life. Yeah. Like, I don't care who you fuck, what yeah. you do. As long as you're happy. Like, I'm sick of seeing people pissed off, angry. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like so many people in the world now can't even communicate. Yeah. Because we are so focused on social media and what we mm-hmm. think we're supposed to look like or what... You know, or people are doing things like drag just because they're trying to be social media famous. So then mm-hmm. the people who are really doing drag for the reasons to like celebrate and show the art mm-hmm. are being lost within the the chaos, you right. know? And and the and the art is being lost because that was to me when I I remember when I first saw a drag show, I was just like, this is amazing because the perform like. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. You've never seen a drag show. You need to go to one. Men, <laughs> it's you two, like you will probably be the ones who love it the yeah. most. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the drag community. It's such an interesting microcosm of so many different identities because. Um, and, and the thing is, like, I understand like being frustrated with people being angry all the time. Yeah. Like, I get it. Um, but at the same time, I understand the frustration of speaking out and then not being heard or being continually disenfranchised. Yeah. And so something that we need to remember in the queer community and the drag community, things like that is like, we just always need to be cognizant of the intersection of our identities Mm -hmm. and which identities give us privilege and which identities marginalize us and how we can work together and have conversations together. Yes. And you know, so, so, you know, when I, I had a conversation, I put on my Instagram story, my, my, my personal take on the word fish and why I don't like it and why I think it's outdated and we need to let it go. And I had people in my inbox being like, I disagree, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. Fine. If you want to use it, I'm not going to come for you. I'm not going to be a bitch about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to cancel you because I don't like cancel culture. Yeah. But you should know, I'm just trying to put it out there that when you use that word in front of me. It, it makes affects. me feel a certain way. Yeah. It affects me, you know? No, I get it. It's funny because you bring that up. And honestly, so when I was like 11 or 12 years old, mm-hmm. my parents took me to the doctors because I had a rash because mm-hmm. what I started doing was I started douching, like mm-hmm. washing. I had already, because people had told, girls have smelly vaginas. And also, girls are not supposed to have hair on their asshole, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. like, all these things, like, I was like, oh, my God, I have hair on my asshole. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I got to shave it now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're also not supposed to have too much hair down there. Keep mm-hmm. it nice and trim. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many things that even at a young, I'm the same with you. Like, yeah. I remember being like, oh, my God. And, like, it took me, I think, like, I don't think I ever really let anyone go down on me until, like, it was like somebody I like it took me yeah. to like 19 20 because I was so worried mm-hmm. about what the fuck the smell mm-hmm. looks you know yeah. oh people uh, people with vaginas worry about that shit all the time and that's the other thing too is like then you also have to think about like the economics of it people are profiting off of our shame no shit and that's, I've ta- yeah. I say why are tampons not free <laughs> 
And then yeah. I said, you know what? All these, like, they want to take abortion away from mm-hmm. us. Well, fine then. I want all plastic surgery. I'm saying this again. <laughs> after I have a fucking baby and if I have any <laughs> rectal prolapses, any stretch marks, anything, I want the government to pay for it since you're not going to cover abortion or yeah. birth control. You yeah. just want me to pop out fucking babies. <laughs> you know, like, try to ruin my body over yeah. here. That's what they want to do. They want it so that... <laughs> So they can keep going to the younger ones. Yeah. I mean, it's all about control. It really is like how we can control yeah. people's bodies. And well, yeah. Because sex is... Yeah. So did you know that there's actually laws in certain states that um, like won't allow you to like have anal or... Oh, won't... yeah. I So I've been doing so much research and I was like amazed at some mm-hmm. of the things I saw. There was a period of time in, I want to say like 2000 mm-hmm. in Texas where it was up for debate at the same time, the bestiality laws and the sodomy laws. So for a brief period of time in Texas, it was like okay to fuck your dog, but not okay <laughs> to fuck your same-sex partner. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to touch that one. Texas. You know, they just passed the law. Supposedly, I saw this on um, some girl on Facebook, so I don't know how 100% this is. But mm-hmm. supposedly, they passed a law that if you send dick pics, it's it's like illegal to send a, a dick pic without being asked mm-hmm. for one. I mean, consent. Yeah. I've gotten so many dick pics without my consent that I'm just like, it does feel like an assault sometimes. I'm like, ugh, not like a physical assault, yeah. but like a visual assault. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I know. And sometimes they won't stop. You're yeah. like, I-, I don't want it. Well, I get a lot of chasers in my inbox. So it's, What's that? It's, it's guys who think I'm a man in a dress oh. and they get off on that. Oh. And so they inbox me and like send me dick pics and shit. And like, what do you do? Like, sorry, dude. Wrong. I ask, I request money and then they usually leave me alone. Like they don't want to pay me. If, if, if they are like entertaining that, then I block them. Cause I don't want to be putting myself in a situation or I'm just like, I don't know if I'm necessarily what you're looking for because I, I feel like you're looking for somebody with a dick Yeah. yeah. and I don't have one. I'm sorry to disappoint. disappoint. Although I did have a guy be like, no, I just have a thing for drag queens. Like it's a fantasy of mine. Oh, drag okay. queens. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like. I mean, I'm not going to entertain you, but... <laughs> Do you find dating hard? You know, I've, I'm have i not much of a dater in general. Like, Really? I've Why? Ne- I don't know. I've never been in a relationship. I just... Really? Yeah, never. I've, I've, I've dated here and there. I, I'm very busy, and I'm very much a person where, like, I need a partner who is okay with, like, not seeing me. If, like With you being busy. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. is okay with, like, seeing each other, like, yeah. once a week or something. You know, like, we, I can't be with somebody all the time, 24-7, and I need alone time to just, like, decompress. Yeah. And, What's your sign? Uh, I was just going to bring up my sign. Ah, uh, girl, <laughs> you know, tarot reader right here. All right, and I'm going to give you moon and rising as okay. well. Okay, so I'm a Leo sun. Oh, uh, love. Thank you. It makes sense. I'm Leos have such confidence. Stuff. My roommate's a Leo. He's an <laughs> asshole, but I love him. Ah, I love he that. Because he has this, like, no matter what, there's, like, nothing that fades his confidence. Right. It's, it's great. But here's the, here's the thing is Aquarius moon Pisces rising. Ah, mm. I'm a Pisces. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Aquarius moon, though. Ooh, oh, yeah. we're both Aquarius moon. No, no. Oh. I am, I'm a Pisces moon. Oh, Pisces moon. I'm a Capricorn Wait, it goes moon, rising, sun, or is it sun? Sun, moon, rising. So I'm, I'm 
Pisces Sun, Capricorn Moon, Pisces Rising. Oh wow! I'm a Pisces Pisces with Capricorn. It's okay. Very, I feel like I can be very emotional. Mm-hmm. Well, I am very emotional. Yeah. Let me correct that because my friend would be listening to this and be like, "Bitch, stop it!" I'm super dramatic, but then at the same time, like I'm very hard, like grounded worker. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's that Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the Pisces. I mean, we just flow. We just flow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. the problem with love, you know, because that's your like. What's your Venus? Do you know your Venus? Uh, I think my Venus is in Leo as well. Oh, see, you're good yeah. then. Leo's very strong. Again, doesn't <laughs> Pisces like I get beat down? I'd be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am when I'm in drags, especially. I'm yeah. very confident. Yeah. Um, it it really it gives me a huge amount of confidence. King or queen? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah. When I'm queen, when I'm when I'm a queen, like. I feel like I'm very much with my Judy's and like we're just having a good time. Yeah. And then when I'm a king, like I'm with my boys, you yeah. know, and I'm like hang with my hang with my dudes. <laughs> you know, because it's not so much the king and queen community in LA is like integrating more. Like we're getting like That's people are good. getting better at booking kings on their shows. That's good. Um, but there's still like a pretty big divide, like. Well, like I said, I can't yeah. believe I haven't heard about it. Yeah. And I'm like so excited because I'm like finally, like I think it's great because it, it gives everyone an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is I knew about drag kings for a long time, but I yeah. was like, I don't know if I want to be a drag king. Cause I was like, yeah. that doesn't seem as glitzy and as exciting. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like the makeup is as fun and the costumes is fun. I was wrong. Kings do incredible makeup and incredible costuming I, and stuff like that. I was like blown that. away by a couple weeks. There's yeah. one coming in from London we actually are going to interview. Oh, what's his name? Um, oh, we're going to have to ask Sarah. Okay. I know we were talking to Earl Grey as I well. love Earl Grey. He's a he's one of my boys. Yeah, and do you know Maybe? <laughs> I do know Maybe, You know yeah. Maybe? She's coming later. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Maybe's coming later. But yeah, so I mean, I'm just, I'm excited because I really personally think that, you know, there needs to be more talk about the drag community yeah. just in general. So Well, that's, and that's a double-edged sword with like RuPaul's Drag Race going mainstream. Yeah. Which, like, even though RuPaul's gonna always be like, drag will never go mainstream, yeah. it has gone mainstream. Yeah. People, like, it's one, two Emmys. People, wow. people are talking about it like crazy. Like, I know so many straight guys who watch Drag Race now. And while I'm like, that's great for like queer acceptance and for like this community, it's still the, you still have a show that's been like mostly edited and like, crafted and and created Mm -hmm. by like people in power which are like rich white men so like straight well supposed straight white men (laughs) (laughs) so like when you have like queens of color being edited to look like villains like consistently when you have a when you won't allow trans women on who are in a certain journey yeah in their transition when you won't let cis women on yeah you're only showcasing one type of drag and then that makes everybody think that that's what drag is no i completely agree it's just like i feel like you know just talking to you now i'm learning so much more just about the the word trans yeah and what that really defines because we are defined. well you'll get an earful from maybe too because she's gender fluid so. oh. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, perfect. So, yeah, I know. So I'm she'll so tell excited because, you, you know, she's running. Yeah, she's running for Congress. Congress, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Um, so one question that I feel like a lot of people are probably thinking listening to this. Mm-hmm. Why not just um, burlesque? Why drag? Well, what? when I started drag, I was very... I've, I mean, I have a very complicated relationship with my body. Like, one, there's the being trans thing, but also, two, on top of that, I have struggled with bulimia since I was 18. Mm. Uh, And so I have a very complicated relationship with nudity and 
showing my body. Okay. And so burlesque never was one of those things I wanted to pursue because I didn't want to be naked on stage. Yeah. I didn't want to be objectified. Yeah. Um, I uh, feel, you know, I, I, I didn't want to be in a situation where, like, a men would be, you know, men would be looking at me and, and objectifying me. Like, yeah. I just, I hate the male gaze. And yeah. I didn't realize until I started doing drag, like, what a queer art form burlesque has become. When I go to, when I meet burlesque performers, like, they're mostly queer. Most of the audiences that uh, are at burlesque shows, like, are a lot of, like, queer women and queer people. And wow. so, you know, I, 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 now I show my tits all the time too. Like I mean, I wear pasties. But I love like, that. Though. But but yeah. that's because though you came into your own and started loving it. Exactly. More, right? Exactly. I came from a place of like loving my body and accepting myself more. Yeah. And uh, and actually, um, there's a queen in LA, um, uh, baby, uh-huh. non-binary, AFAB, uh, really kind of paved the way for afab queens in this community in los angeles um and uh she shows her tits all the time she gets naked she's she's (laughs) fucking amazing she's a good friend of mine yeah she um we actually do a show together uh she started a show called queers punk okay and now we produce a show together called i'm power and it's specifically specifically for afab individuals non-binary and trans people awesome and where can they find this show? uh that will be at the virgil okay uh and it's actually happening this month uh on oh, sunday the 29th maybe we need to come out yeah sunday do you th- think you could get us in the backstage and we could do a podcast back there oh gosh you know let me i can See. i can dm my, my yeah because yeah, me... that would be great we could add it to the whole track week. yeah that yeah that awesome. would, yeah so october 29th this awesome. sunday October 29th, so you guys will, will not hear this. It'll be over by then. But I will be there. I'm <laughs> okay, planning great. to be there. We, yeah. we will definitely come support. It has been so wonderful talking to you. Oh, thank you for thank having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Uh, please tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Okay, my uh, Instagram handle is at uh, Crystal Palace Drag. You can find me on Twitter at Crystal Palace LA. And on Facebook, I think I'm just, I think I'm also Crystal Palace Drag on Facebook. Okay, we're definitely going to come yeah. out and see <laughs> Yay, yeah. So one last question I have for you. Yes. Ready for this one? Absolutely. I want to do a YouTube video where I go as a drag queen and mm-hmm. then drag king. You want to help me? Yeah, absolutely. Will I would love to. transform me? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I it's on, that. baby. Okay, yeah. so guys, you hear it first. <laughs> I am going to be a drag king and a drag queen for one day, and we're going to put it together, and maybe we'll, like, go out one night or something. Yeah, we'll figure something out, but we'll I have video. fun places in Ooh, DTLA. <laughs> yay! All right. Well, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this random pussy. As you know, it's never really that random because, you know, I like the girls. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But this is your girl, Victoria Lynn. And remember to keep patting that puss.